0: Welcome back to Beat Seeker. I'm your host, Matt McButter. In each episode, we explore the shifting world of music with world-renowned experts and artists to take you deep, deep inside the fascinating and changing world of music technology and music discovery.
1: And I'm your host, Mike Weider, reminding you to subscribe in Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating if you like the episode. You can visit our website at beatseeker.fm, where you'll find plenty of rabbit holes with extra content to dive into, guest backgrounds, and even a playlist with music recommendations from each of our guest episodes. Also, Beatseeker swag. You. You can stay current and talk to us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BeatSeekerPod.
0: You've likely heard about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. But did you know that there are also cryptocurrencies for artists and creators? In this episode, we dig into disruptive new business models for artists that use social tokens, also known as creator coins. Creator coins represent a potential breakthrough for artists to earn a living, and also for fans to participate directly in the economy of artists that they want to support. Rally is a new platform for allowing artists and creators of all types to make and issue these coins. To explain how
1: all this works, we're joined by Bryce Carr from Los Angeles, California. Bryce is the Director of Creator Partnerships at Rally, and Bryce explains what creator coins are, how they work, and how they can be used by artists and fans. He takes us through an example, the PTM coin, which the band Portugal The Man issued on their platform. Portugal The Man was one of the first artists to leverage this new technology and demonstrate what might just be the business model of the future for music. Bryce, welcome to Beatseeker. It's good to be here. So you work for a company called Rally that enables artists to create their own cryptocurrency or creator coins. Maybe before we'd love to get into conversation for you to explain, you know, what are creator coins and how it all works, but maybe before we do it'd be great to give listeners just a quick, uh, background on yourself and your role at the company. What, uh, what do you do at rally exactly?
2: Awesome. I'm I'm very excited to talk all about this because I think already right there, just dropping what we do and how we do it, it's kind of this this foreign kind of crazy concept. But in reality, what we'll find is it, it's really just a better, smarter, newer fan club. Um, so, so my name is Bryce. I am the director of creator partnerships over at Rally. I focus on the music vertical. We have different leads that focus on different things. I joined the company not too long ago, probably about three months ago so as of i guess that would have been very end of march 2021 rally as a company focuses on allowing creators to launch their own fan communities and implement different blockchain tools the way we do that is through a social token and i know we'll talk about that that quite a bit later on but my my day-to-day is really just focusing on our work with creators explaining to them How these blockchain tools can help them grow, better support their fans and and unite everyone in a way that makes sense and really shares that value between everyone.
1: That's great. Well, you know, as you' as you're probably aware, you know, musicians are not making a ton of money from the new streaming economy. And uh, we you know, we interviewed an artist the other day who said it barely pays uh, his Netflix bill. Um, so if you're if you're the top of the pyramid, a Drake or a Bieber, obviously you're making a lot of money, but some of the lesser artists, um, not not so much. And but some are suggesting that creator coins and cryptocurrency could be a way, uh, to break through that and to create a whole new economy for both artists and fans to, to, to monetize basically their music in a different way. And I know Rally is working on a new platform to make all that happen. So there's a lot here to explain, but maybe the best place to start would be to summarize, like, what is a creator coin and, you know, what does Rally do to make that happen?
2: For sure. So if you're, if you're zooming out, um, going off of what you've talked about, where creators aren't seeing as much money come in or they're seeing the money come in, but it's not coming directly to them and other people are monetizing. You've seen this trend of creators who are approaching new platforms, such as say like a Patreon or Cameo or OnlyFans, right? There's all these tools and systems in place that allow you to have a more direct relationship with your fans where they can buy things from you through another another party. What we have done at Rally is embrace blockchain tools as a way to serve creators who want to explore different avenues and opportunities within the creator economy. So the the simple and easiest thing that we're doing is we're working with creators to allow them to launch their own social token. And one of the the biggest artists we have that we built this social token or fan club with is Portugal Demand. And so if you as a fan want to buy one of Portugal Demand's social token that gets you into the Portugal Demand fan club. Once you're there, ownership of that coin through kind of blockchain technology can allow you to authenticate for whatever the creator wants you to authenticate for, or that token or more tokens can be used as a tool to transact around whatever you want to transact for. And so in the case of Portugal Demand, what they've done is they've said, hey, let's build our fan community, our fan club on Discord. That's no different than what Grateful Dead did years and years ago and what many creators have kind of done over the years. You have this notion of a, a fan club or fan community kind of be this place that was very equal and accepting and people would tour with the band and all of that type of stuff. And over time, it's kind of been monetized a little bit more and more and changed in other directions and focused on recurring payments and credit card swipes and all that stuff. With Portugal The Man, they wanted to have one place on Discord where any fan who likes the band could join, communicate, share stories. Beyond that, they wanted to have kind of this, like, exclusive VIP area where only fans who held a coin could get access to this VIP area. And in that area, Portugal The Man has kind of said, this is this is your reason to believe, fans. Like, if you buy a coin and join our community, once you authenticate, you'll be able to be in there where Eric from the band will do a weekly guitar lesson, or we've worked with fans from all around the world who have archived shows that we've done over the years, we'll make those available to you here. And then the band has also done, you know, limited edition offerings or special streams or watch parties that you get access to because you've authenticated through the blockchain that you are a true fan. And if you look at this more from like the being a data point, and not so much a specific application. This is a data point on a layer that can work on any platform in the world, in real life or digitally.
1: So by that, you mean that it could be, in this case, Discord, but the concept could be used to sort of gate access to any arbitrary application. Yeah, I noticed on some of your other ones, for example, that if you buy my coin, that I'll repost your tweet or... There were other examples of benefits basically, but but maybe before we get into to the fan part of things, because I think we want to talk about that, just to follow through on, you mentioned Patreon, so pay, probably the most well-known kind of fan engagement system or monetization system. You know, couldn't I do this with Patreon today? Like just to say, well, if you if you pay so much, you know, if you're a monthly subscriber and Patreon to me as an artist, that I'll give you access to my, your Discord or some other archive of content that everybody else wouldn't get to. So what's what's different about Rally and the crypto approach to this?
2: Great question. So there's a lot of platforms out there like Patreon, and, and they're great. They've, they serve a very specific purpose. They've grown to serve more creators. And in the case of Patreon, literally started by a creator. And what we've kind of seen over time is that the relationship that a creator has there with their fans is still inherently focused around transaction and that transaction then leads to perhaps value so with patreon i as a fan sign up for the fan club i.e similar to if a fan through rally wants to buy a coin and sign up for the fan club but then based upon that payment that's money that leaves my wallet as a fan goes to the creator the creator then feels obligated to fulfill whatever they had to do it almost becomes more of a burden and it's it's a different relationship I think one of the things that's really interesting about how Rally has structured this and what we have done with our, you know, the, the cryptocurrency social token aspect of this is, you know, on day one, if if you guys were to sit down and say I want to do a, a coin for my band, the very first thing that Rally does as we create that coin is give you a certain amount of coins for you to gift to your existing fans. And that can be Stephanie, who was always front row when you were in Cleveland, or that can be Joe, who's the moderator of your subreddit, and you gift that to them. That value flow is essentially going in the exact opposite direction in this case. What what then becomes really interesting and where we really uh, differentiate ourselves is that point that you own, that coin, the value can increase with demand. So, suddenly, instead of having $20 a month that I pay to a creator, maybe I bought one coin, or maybe even the creator gave it to me, but the value of that continues to go up. So, I, I think a really good, interesting example is uh, Portugal the Man, actually. And I am a fan of Portugal the Man. I, I had worked with the guys, and, and before I was at Rally, they had actually launched their coin. And as a fan, I wanted to be in there where I could see Eric do the guitar lessons. And I wanted to get access to these audio archives where I could hear these shows. So I bought $25, $27, whatever it was, worth of their coin so I could be part of the community. And what I saw over time is as more fans wanted to join this community, as the band offered more things and engaged with fans, the demand for these coins went up, just like other commodities. And that caused the price or the value of the coins that I held to go up. So I, I'm currently holding about 600 US dollars worth of Portugal demand coins. My 27, $25 uh, initial purchase now holds $600 worth of value. I'm stoked with the band. Like I love that I was able to do this as part of, as a part of the community. Totally. I feel more connected to them. I feel more connected to their other fans as we have conversations. And then at the end of the day, that's also additional money that, that I have that I can now do different things with. I can cash out or I can buy a limited edition offering that the artist puts up for fan club members. So it's a very different um, way to structure the value or the relationship between creators and their fans. Hmm.
0: So maybe if we could just you know stick on the example of the you know PTM coin, I guess it's called the Portugal the Man coin. Maybe it would be helpful for our listeners if we could look into that example a little bit more. Why would an artist want to create the coin in the first place? Would you say there are, I guess, a couple of reasons? It could be economics. They could benefit from the growth of their coin or the fan engagement piece, which you've gone into in, in pretty good detail. I mean, are, are those kind of the two reasons? Are there other reasons?
2: I think that's a good question, Matt. So if you look at why artists tend to do things on the industry side, it, it really focuses down to I think three main areas perhaps and you know one is one is generally money the other is data or access access to fans and then I think the other one is kind of that this is what I want to do this is good this is my art this is my fan engagement Um, and those are the three that come up a lot And, and that's not unique to Rally that's unique to should I release that song now or should I create a Facebook account or is it time for me to put or to put out a tweet right all of that different stuff comes into play so one of the nice things here is that a a creator now has a structure to really implement their fan community and when we say fan club i know the the phrase fan club gets tossed around so much now because as i alluded to before the notion of a fan club became something entirely different in 2021 than it was uh years ago but In reality, every single artist out there right now has a mailing list. Like you can go on any website and join a fan club, so to speak. And when you look at why any of those creators are exploring, doing more structured things with either Rally or other creator economy focused things, it's because they want more data. They want to find a way to maybe make some more money to support their art, like Mike was talking about earlier. And then also the other thing is just general fan engagement. I think artists love to talk to fans. I mean, that's the resounding theme that you see is they thrive off of the feedback they get from their fans and the impact that they have on people who consume their music.
0: Yeah. Sorry. I just wanted to just, you know, to revisit that, you know, the coin value. Is that also a motivation? I mean, is it, are they, are they thinking yeah. at all that they're going to grow the value of their own coin as well?
2: Yes, exactly. In in the case of rally, yes. Uh-huh. I think when you look at some of these other black and white transaction uh, fan clubs, so to speak, or fan communities, you look at Patreon and you can say, okay, if I get, you know, ten fans to sign up for twenty dollars a month, there's two hundred, you know, whatever. And if you look at different things that are your your white label fan community, you can kind of get there too, and you know what it's going to be. The conversation that I shared earlier around my personal gains as a fan is not unique to fans. One of the ways that we structure everything is to give creators 20% of their coins, just flat out, give it to them, no fees, no cost, because then they're invested, they grow, and they feel motivated to continue that relationship with their fans. And just like my gains have gone up, whatever that multiple is, I've seen creators at the same time go up whatever that multiple is. And then they'll start to pull some of that money out of that platform to put the crew on retainer for the next tour or put down the deposit for the bus or to pay for the vinyl pressing so that they can get those vinyls made to sell to fans. And they're making real money through these platforms.
1: So if you look at, on your site, you can see the, I guess the market cap of the PTM coin is, you know, when I looked at it yesterday was $444,000. And so is that what you're saying is that, that Portugal the man would own 20% of that market cap on issuance of the coin. Is is that basically how it
2: works? It's very similar to that. Yeah. So we we okay. give creators 20% of their the coins at inception. And then as fans, as demand exists, another coin enters circulation, another coin enters circulation, and so forth and so on. And as more and more coins are demanded, just like Bitcoin or any type of crypto the price or the value of each individual coin goes up. So if you look at what you're seeing there to your to your point, uh, there's a total amount, there's 150,000 coins in circulation right now, meaning the band holds some and then fans have demanded a bunch that have entered circulation and the band is holding their percentage of that and seeing real money from that. Um, the, the other kind of interesting thing to look at too, Mike, and this is where it gets a little more technical is, Rally as a platform, as a parent cryptocurrency, there is a cryptocurrency called RLY that can best be thought of as like a competitor to Bitcoin. It's a true Ethereum cryptocurrency. Um, Rally as an entity injects and rewards fan communities with RLY each week based upon thresholds. So Matt, to your point, we have seen value gains where the the coins that Portugal the man holds of PTM go up in value, and they could maybe take some of those out. But at the same time, Rally as an entity is giving them RLY weekly based upon healthy economic metrics, and then they can pull that money out as well. And that same thing is happening to fans. So you're seeing even more growth.
1: So you're you're trying to incentivize the ecosystem and rewarding it for its activity. But but basically, it sounds like the concept is. I issue a coin as a a band. I keep some percentage of the float myself, in this case, the 20%. As fans engage, they buy these coins, thus bidding up the price. And the more popular I am as an artist, the higher that price goes. And and so I benefit as as a fan from the sense that, one, I get whatever fan engagement that I got, but economically, you know, as you said, you bought this coin at you know, some lesser price and it's grown quite a bit. So you make money and you engage with your artists. That sounds pretty cool.
2: It is really cool. And the other thing too, like, you know, on the, on the artist side, those fans that have made money generally tend to reinvest that money back into you. They'll buy more things, so to speak. They'll, they'll say, Oh, look, Portugal, the man helped me make money. I want to buy the shirt from them using my coin. And so you see that flow back to creators. Um, Okay. it's great.
1: So we you know we've covered NFTs a little bit on previous episodes but I think that this would have a place in this whole ecosystem. What can you talk about in terms of Rally's position on NFTs or how you view that?
2: Yeah. So NFTs are obviously interesting. We we're, we're recording uh right now shortly after there was a little bit of a a huge spike in the value of NFTs and a lot of hype and then I think we collectively not only as a as people in the industry, but also just consumers have seen that fall. Um, Rally has had kind of NFTs on the side. We didn't want to do a big giant push around them. We wanted to wait till everything was was really focused the right way. And uh, and we wanted everything to kind of calm down. So uh, the plan right now, I, I think August, uh, is to, to launch a public NFT platform. Um, and I think, The reason for that, and I think the the biggest solve for many of the issues that we see right now around NFTs is there's a lack of utility. Um, NFTs are a very, very, very important and unique way for an artist to tell their story, get their art in front of more people and make additional money. And there was a time when that you could see a creator sell an art piece for 10 plus million dollars And fans really liked that, but that went to one fan who got to hold that experience and potentially not share that with anyone else. And for most of them, it was just something that sat there. We're starting to see more and more creators, this next wave of NFTs and how those blockchain tools are being used focused more on utility. So I bought this NFT. What can I do with it? And that's where we're starting to explore applications around ticketing. I think. Josh Katz at Yellow Heart and, and the team over there have done some amazing things around NFTs as a tool for ticketing. I think there's a lot of other things that you can write into the smart contract of NFTs. So for people that aren't familiar, the NFT through uh, through the blockchain can have a smart contract in it. So what that means is if I'm working with uh, Jaws, who is a, a DJ on our platform that, that has his fan community with us, And he wants to sell an NFT to a fan and he sells it to that fan for a hundred dollars. He would take all a hundred of those dollars. Uh, We wouldn't take a cut. He'd get all that. But let's say six months down the road, that fan says, Oh, this is cool. But like, maybe I want to sell it to a friend and maybe someone approached me out of the blue and offered me $200 for it. The smart contracts through the blockchain of NFTs allow jaws to pull out a, a royalty, a percentage of that sale on the secondary market. So Mike, it's, it's it's really interesting. Like musicians live in a world without 401ks and retirement plans, right? And going back to what you were saying before about uh, only the top level creators making money off of like catalog and streaming. There's a ton of creators out there that don't really have a plan to make money once they're done touring. And when you set something up like an NFT, that can bring in secondary revenue 20 years from now when it's sold to another fan, that's a way for a creator to bring in additional money down the road. So, right. I'm, so I'm really excited about the utility aspect. So
1: like, just to give an example, as a musician, there's been lots of art examples, like Beeple or whatever, selling their $69 million digital art. Um, but in the case of an artist, a musician, could you envision that they might sell an NFT of a song? And then yes. that song then gets retraded on the rally platform
2: like yes.
1: as an asset. Yeah. Okay. I got gotcha. you. So
2: there, there's different examples there. And, and Mike, it's, it, it's interesting that you mentioned that because an NFT can be whatever you want it to be. There are some creators. So in, in the case of a musician, I could sell a song as an audio file to a fan and I could make it a cool... Uh, video experience too, where it's like linked together. And there it's almost like a piece of art where a fan can just listen to it. What you're starting to see some very interesting companies do is sell an NFT that includes the actual copyright, the legal copyright, where they, through the smart contract, will collect the royalties that come in in real time off of those earnings. So there's another example of the utility. Yeah, I was gonna ask
1: you about that because like, if you think about it, if I'm buying the stock of let's say Google or Apple or any other stock on the NASDAQ or New York Stock Exchange, I mean, those companies have revenues as they grow, as they get more revenues, then the value my, my stock goes up, right? In the case of crypto, I guess, social coins, there was It wasn't clear sort of what is the revenue stream right it's it's I guess people bidding up the price of Portugal demand tokens because they're buying more, so there's a supply and demand curve. But have you guys contemplated that I guess music royalties from the sale of their music could be some percentage of that maybe flowing back into the coin holders, and so that there is a revenue and it's it is really an artist as a stock like that that would be pretty cool idea. yeah.
2: Yeah, so it's interesting, too, and this is, you know, one of the things that um, we haven't mentioned yet about this whole space is just how uh, particular it is around regulation, government responsibility, uh, different laws that you have to adhere to. So Rally, Rally start, for reference, Rally started four years ago. We spent three and a half years getting all of the proper licenses from the government in different countries and setting up our security protocols in the network. Uh, It is very, very tricky and difficult to adhere to an ever-changing set of regulations in numerous countries around the world. Um, Going back to royalties and uh, copyright, that is viewed a little bit more, I believe, like a security, right? So an actual security by the government. And there are different licenses and regulations that you need to adhere to for those types of things. So rally. Built on Ethereum, any creator coin could, in theory, do what you're talking about. But there's a whole bunch of other hurdles that the government makes you go through to register and track and know everyone that's buying and all that type of stuff. Um, but that is something that is possible and some companies are doing that.
0: We'll be back in a moment after this brief commercial break.
1: Our episode today is brought to you by Boombox. Are you looking for new ways to discover new music? Boombox is an app that turns sharing music with friends into a fun game. In each round of the game, players submit a song that matches a theme like best song to dance to or best song I've heard this year. You then vote on who had the best picks. Boombox used to be played with just small friend groups, but recently introduced a new version where you can play in public games. Matt, we've been playing in a few of these games. How are you doing so far?
0: The public games are definitely harder because you don't know the tastes of your fellow players as well. But it's really expanding my music discovery to new tunes I wouldn't have otherwise found. The game's super fun to play, and it automatically produces a Spotify playlist each round. To find out more, visit boomboxsoftware.com or download the app from the Apple or Google stores. And we're back. So I just want to go back to the the you know fan benefits again for a minute. You've explained a lot of the different cool things that you could offer to fans that they could maybe pay for with social tokens. I'm a fan of Portugal The Man. How do I actually go about buying a token? What's the process?
2: So right, right now, the way that is set up is uh, you just go to rally.io and click on Portugal The Man there and just be able to buy your coin. I think... When Rally was started, one of the interesting ideas was like, hey, crypto is hard. Like let's get real, 95% of an artist fans are almost turned off just by saying the word crypto because everyone kind of thinks they know what crypto is and they think NFTs are ridiculous and crazy. What we kind of set out to do was build an exchange. So think of it like Coinbase or Robinhood where it's very easy. So my mom, is able to go on rally.io and buy some Portugal demand coin to join their club. All you have to do is type in your credit card number and it goes to your wallet right then and there. There's nothing scary or difficult about it. Um, and and it, it, it's funny because you know, we were talking at the top of this call about positioning social tokens and cryptocurrency. And like we definitely are that. Don't get me wrong, but we're just, we're a fan club. We just happen to be rooted in cryptocurrency. Um, so it's it's an easy migration. It's easy to join the club. Uh, and we have so many different creators and artists that are doing things. It's great.
0: So, do I need to have cryptocurrency in order to buy the Portugal demand coins, or could I go and I could just buy them with my credit card?
2: You can you can definitely do it just with your credit card. And I think that that is the nice thing about this space, is that uh, we operate based technically what's called on a side chain. And so we we control the security protocols, we control the exchange, we make it as easy as possible, and we then transfer the the portugal demand coin or the BLAP coin or the JAWS coin, whatever it is, we put that into your wallet on the site. And then you can link with that wherever the creator wants you to link to. So it's very cool. And easy.
0: then you mentioned, uh, you know, some, you might want to cash out, although a lot of fans will engage back with the band and buy their merch or do something else with their coins. But uh, what, let's say I did want to, you know, liquidate and, and cash out some of my coin value. How, how do I do that?
2: Yeah. So there's the, there's, it's really surprising to me. I did not expect this. Uh, I did not expect to see this as much as I see, see this, but, Let's say you as a fan, you know, you're a fan of of the DJ Wax Motif. You buy your Wax End coin. And then you kind of get to that, now what, what can I do? Well, I can link it to authenticate it, to get access wherever he's told me I can get access. But let's say I want to do something else with it. Well, I can buy a shirt that he sells with it. I can tip the creator. I see a ton of people tip the creator and say, oh, thank you so much. Like I proposed to my girlfriend last night with your song playing, you mean so much to us. I see, uh, I almost want to call it like a gray market where artists are, or fans are saying, oh, that that merch item, that poster that you just shared, I want to buy that from you for 200 PTM coins. So I see a lot of that as well. Um, if you are crypto familiar, there's also very easy ways to bridge your Uh, your PTM coin, your artist coin, creator coin out to mainnet and turn it into something like Bitcoin or ether or whatever you want to do. You could store it in your true wallet on mainnet. So going back to that notion that we're somewhere in between my mom or grandma can do this and the crazy crypto purist who's a hacker can do this. There's a little bit of everything for everyone.
0: Cool. Very cool.
1: So Bryce, I guess, looking forward into the future, it kind of seems like we're on this cusp of an entirely new creator economy here. And, you know, maybe we could talk a little bit about where you see this going in five to 10 years, but it seems clear that this direct to fan trend is, is kind of unstoppable, right? And that you've got more and more, the middlemen are being taken out of the equation and people are getting closer to direct relationships with their fans, you know, but I thought maybe it'd be great just to fast forward, like looking at your crystal ball five, 10 years from now, where do you see this all going?
2: It's interesting because if you look at where music has been and then try to look at where the stuff is going, the relationship with fans was very much like Beatles landing in America, let's all be there at the airport to experience it. And then let's follow the Grateful Dead on tour and be there with them. And then somewhere along the way you saw more and more separation between fans and creators and there were platforms i mean even facebook or just different social media platforms offered ways for artists to connect with their fans but at the end of the day there was still a little bit more of that intermediary that was there and then once they became powerful you had to pay them to be able to access your fans with what you wanted to tell them and you know quite literally, when we go to shows, the artists are on a stage above us on the other side of a barricade, right? And and it's very hard to share such a personal intimate experience with what music has become. When I look at where all of this is going, I see a lot more of this kind of web three approach where creators and fans and through the creator economies have more direct access, they have more transparency, uh, and they have more free flowing exchange. So Case in point, what this is building is a scenario where we'll call it Taylor Swift, one of the biggest artists in the world, decides that she wants to put her tour on sale. If you go to Ticketmaster.com to buy that ticket, you could, in theory, authenticate your ownership of Taylor Swift coin, prove your fandom, because for X amount of time, you have held X amount of coins, and that makes sure that you are able to get coins before scalpers. So that's the beginning of your experience. to get tickets
1: before scalpers. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. To get yeah. tickets before yeah. scalpers.
2: And then, and then you end up at the show where you're there. Maybe you scan your your, you know, your virtual NFT ticket to get in, because that's through the blockchain. And then you're at the show, you're having a great time. Maybe you interact with the show through your coin or by scanning something to redeem a coin, whatever it is. But then at the end of the day, when you're going home, you can swing by the merch booth. And instead of processing your Visa card through a square credit card transaction tool where Taylor Swift has no clue who you are because she doesn't get that data, you transfer two Taylor Swift coins to Taylor Swift's wallet for that T-shirt. And Taylor knows exactly who was there, what city they were in, whether or not they were the one that bought the tickets for their four friends. And so... You're looking at this world where everything becomes more accessible to creators and shows more value and benefit to fans.
1: Hmm. Right. It seems like in the old system, you know, whether it was the label or, you know, in social media, maybe Facebook, the middleman extracted all the value out of the equation, right? The artists make a little bit, the fans are paying, you know. But in the case of Facebook, lots of people are contributing content, but if Facebook fan or facebook user i get nothing right yes besides my privacy being stolen um you know in the case of (laughs) and and so in this case there's kind of a two-way relationship right where i could say let's say there's some artists that i'm really into but maybe not a lot of people know about them i could say i think they're going to be big one day i'm going to really invest in buying their coins but also maybe talking them up on social media and telling my friends about them and you know, I get access to some of these special things that you're talking about, like tickets and so forth. But also, I gain, those coins gain in value. So when they have a breakout hit or whatever, I've 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 made some money out of that. They've made some money out of that. It seems like there's a more equitable, you know, yeah. relationship of value that's being shared yeah. versus some middleman or Mark Zuckerberg kind of, you know, pulling all the money out of it.
2: Right, right. Because it, at the end of the day, your purchase of a coin, is more like purchasing membership than it is anything else. It's quite literally not an investment. You're purchasing membership into the community and it has a utility. The creator is offering a benefit or application for you with ownership of the coin. And then as demand increases, just like any commodity, so to speak, the value in theory goes up. So Mike, to your point, if you're there early, it can be you, you obviously see all the benefits for the huge amount of time, but then if demand is going up as more applications come out or the, there's just generally more demand for that creator, you will see your value climb as well.
0: That's awesome. that's incredible. So Bryce, we also like to ask our guests if they have a recent music recommendation. so what are you into lately?
2: There's a lot. Um, I am very fortunate to always be listening to something or have something new sent to me via a demo or or something that's out and about. But uh, let's see, coming uh, out or that just came out, uh, I've been listening to the Big Red Machine stuff that just came out or that's coming out right now with, with Taylor Swift. I, I always think it's interesting to see the collaboration she does. And those guys are obviously just so great on their, their other solo projects. So I've been listening to that. Uh, Yellow Days, I've been listening to that. Slow Pulp, just I'm going through my Spotify playlist in real time right now <laughs> to look at what I've been playing
0: But um, well, we've got a we have a guest recommendation playlist so we'll uh we'll put on the big red machine Taylor Swift collab um, I love it. If that was the first one it. you mentioned yeah. and uh yeah and so we'll uh we'll post a link obviously to uh the rally it's rally.io is the website but if yeah right
2: the, yeah. the other thing that I want to say Matt is like mm-hmm. I I know obviously there's a lot of music fans and and people who love music out there um feel free to share music with me i'm at at bryce B. Carr on instagram um if there's any creators listening that want to learn about rally and what we're doing feel free to email me directly i'm at bcar at rally.io um i'm just obviously a nerd about this space music and tech and where those two meet i love so i'm always happy to chat with people about that stuff
0: amazing and we'll also have uh links to those handles in our show notes along with the uh, link to the website So Bryce, thanks so much for being here today. That was a fantastic, really interesting conversation.
2: Thank you guys so much, I really appreciate it.
0: You've been listening to Beat Seeker with your hosts, Matt McButter and Mike Wider. You like the show, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts and hit the subscribe button. While you're there, leave us a rating and a comment and share it with your friends and colleagues. If you want to dig deeper into this content, visit beatseeker.fm. That's B E A T seeker.fm. And if you want to be part of the show, check out our Patreon link. Interact with us on social media at beatseekerpod. Beatseeker is recorded in the Devil Lake Studios and the Tunnel Under Arundel. The show is produced by Matt McButter, Mike Wider, and Kate McCartney. Tim Ratledge is our editor. Thanks for tuning in and keep seeking.